Daily Dribble. And welcome back to the Daily Dribble podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet, here recording on a very, very hot Tasmanian day, the 15th of January. We are sweating absolute bullets here. <laughs> Joining me, Mr. Lamb Hancock. How are I'm you, my good. man? I'm good. Yeah. Mate, it's no better day to be on the beverages than today, is I it? I mean, it's it's hot, but it's not a good hot. It's a humid hot, yeah. and you've been burnt. You look like a cherry tomato. So I, had a, oh, yeah. I had a little soccer game this morning, so I uh, I got a little bit of colour. Yeah. Um, yeah, certainly feeling it. I was sweating bullets. I yeah. was so hot, but nevertheless, made it here in one piece. I was sweating bullets at the tip shop, though. At the tip at shop? The now, I think it's those masks. Now, those what did you find at the tip shop, Lee? Any goodies? Absolutely shit there. Nothing. Mm. That's why it's the tip shop. There you go. Also joining us, Mr. Roy Hancock. How are you, mate? Yes, good. Very good. Another another big week of basketball. It's um, it's, oh, it's broken records, but every week is a big one, isn't it? And we are absolutely. absolutely buzzing for today's show. We've got the second part of our two-part series on our mid-season grades. Uh, last week, if you haven't already, check it out. We did our Eastern Conference yep. grading. Uh, today, we're following it up with the West. So now, we said last week, didn't we? The West, we're going to have a bit of variance, I reckon, with I think today's so. grading. I hope so. East, we're pretty much on the same page, which I think is to be expected. But yeah. the West, oh, you know... It's like a box of chocolates, isn't it? it you is. never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Yep. There you well, go. Yeah. Forrest, have, have you seen Forrest Gump? I have. It's one of the some best. Movie. hasn't. Some movie, stupid. isn't it? There you go. But before we get into it, guys, we'll also do some odds and ends. Just want to quickly do a bit of housekeeping. Um, be sure to stay up to date with all of our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, and TikTok. TikTok. Oh my TikTok. goodness. TikTok has gone off this week. We we crossed our second video of our, I guess, our presence on yes. TikTok to cross over 100,000 views. So. And what better man to get us over the line than Matty Delavadova? Yeah. I mean... They'll have statues erected of him here so, uh, pretty soon, I would I'm imagine. I'm surprised they don't already, but... No, the TikTok's well and truly. Isn't it such a? It's just such a fun thing, TikTok, because you can just like the explosion. Any video can just explode at any given moment, as this one did. So it's nice to be uh, viral, isn't it, lads? It it is. It is certainly growing, though. Absolutely. So, guys, check that out. Subscribe wherever you listen to the show. Do all that good stuff for us. We really appreciate it. And just quickly, we've got a big announcement. Now we're going to tease it today and then unveil it next week. Yes. Uh, we've got a big partnership lined up that we're very, very excited to announce. Uh, we'll give you all the details and things of the kind next week, but mm. contracts have been signed. Oh, yeah. it's, all, it's all happening. Big things in the works. Uh, very, very excited about that. So we look forward to sharing that with you next week, um, as well as our continued support from Intersport Hobart. Guys, check them out. Uh, we just got in some new Wilson basketballs yesterday. Yeah, I saw that. They yeah, they're fun. looking pretty good. They're pretty dope, so very excited about that and their continued support. We certainly appreciate it. And the Spotlight Sports Network, yeah, um, the latest and greatest, bringing you all the hottest NBA podcasts and YouTube uh, channels from around the NBA, the MLB, NFL, um, NHL, everything going on. They are your one-stop shop. For everything sport. Um, so check them out on YouTube, Facebook, guys, Spotlight Sports Network. Do you want to remind the viewers again when they can watch our episodes on the absolutely. Spotlight Sports, uh, sports Network? Our, they can watch it on our channel, obviously. On our channel, absolutely. It also drops uh, on YouTube on a Wednesday morning here in Australia, Australia time. Yes. Um, so, yeah, very, very happy to be a part of the network there. Um, just quickly, a little uh, a point as is your common theme at the moment. For any of our YouTube watchers out there, a little bit of a technical lag at the moment, but nevertheless, 
We are plugging away here, fighting the good fight. So as always, we'll find before the podcast started. As soon as we press record, no, it's downhill. But no, we'll it'll iron it. itself out, it won't it? It does. It's just a little minor blip. So stay with us, guys. We're looking forward to a big episode. Without further ado, let's get into it. I might kickstart us with an odds and ends here. Go for it. A piece of news I was very excited to see was the Indiana Pacers extending Lance Stevenson's Man. contract. He is now guaranteed for the rest of the season. It is the rest of the season. Because I saw a second 10 days at the rest of the season. I saw the rest of the season till okay. season's end. So, Well, it would have been an utter shock if he didn't get that extended contract, given how amazing he played in yep. those first those couple games. of games. He's been on fire and... Oh. You know, as as much as the kind of the, the pace of the flailing a little bit, he has really been a bright spark just in terms of his output, yeah, in terms good. of his energy, in terms of his excitement. It's really what the pace has needed. So, well, their season, even though it doesn't look like it's going to improve anytime soon, he brings them a bit of electricity because at the moment they seem very stagnant and they seem almost boring. And bringing a player like Lance Steven, Stevenson, who has a lot of personality, um, it gets bums on seats. It does. Mm. It does. Which is great. Absolutely. So very excited about that. Clay. Clay's debut. He came back this week. And he had a pretty good game. He, uh, he got 17 points, three rebounds, and one assist. But probably my favorite bit of the game was they had to center that first play around Clay, <laughs> which they did. And But it, it wasn't actually drawn up that way. Was it not? Um, it was Steve Kerr, as he mentioned in an interview after the game, it was actually drawn up as kind of a decoy. Mm. Um, Clay got the ball and just... As is a customary with Clay, decided to put it up nevertheless. So two points, got himself yep. on the scoreboard early. Um, as we put up a post during the week, my, I guess, favourite thing about that was the fact his athleticism, after two years out, two seasons out, mm. did not look diminished at all. No. He looked like the Clay of old and certainly bodes well for the Warriors moving forward. Um, and for him as well, like it was good to see him. You know, we all we always know that outside shot's going to be there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But his athleticism, even on that first play to drive in, yeah. really exciting. So can't wait to see what he can do. It almost looks like it's crazy to think, but it almost looks like he's added another aspect of yeah. his game. Yeah. As you said, he's always been that catch and shoot type player. There's been nothing wrong with his outside shot. Probably go down as one of the best all time, best without jump a doubt at the end of his career. But he's added that sort of inside game, yeah. driving to the rim to his. It's like the next evolution now, isn't it? it? After a couple of seasons out, the game has certainly changed since he last played. We've seen a lot more small ball lineups Mm. and things of the kind. The game has certainly evolved. So certainly looking to see how he adapts. When you're out for that long, you get hungry. You want to be back in. You you want to drive to the basket. And something I also noticed about his first game back, he wants to defend as well. His defense was pretty on point. He's Um, always been a massive defender. Yeah. defender. Yeah. He was really there in that game, which I like to see. Very exciting on that front. Also, a little bit of news here uh, for the Bulls. Now, Derek Jones Jr., he'll be out for two to four weeks with bone bruising in his right knee. Uh, a bit of a blow there. They also, also blah, should I say, also <laughs> saw today um, Zach Levine go down pretty early against the Warriors. It's not suspected to be serious. Um, mm. He'll have an MRI over the next day or so. So hopefully a quick and speedy recovery for him. But uh, you know, it's not ideal for the Bulls. No. You know, Caruso's still out at the moment. He had COVID protocols as well as an ankle injury. Um, Pat Williams still out as well. So there's a couple of couple of players there still to come back for them. So mm-hmm. hopefully a quick recovery for both both Levine and Derek Jones Jr. There. Bit of news that broke my heart a little bit. Um, Bol Bol was oh. sent off to Detroit. He was oh. meant to be sent off to Detroit in a trade. I can't tell so you the exact So the actual so trade for that one, it was Bobo going to Detroit, yeah. um, Rodney Magruder, and yeah. a second-round pick going to the Nuggets. So yeah. 
And I, I liked it just in the sense I think Bowl Bowl, you know, Detroit have so many young players. They're not going anywhere at the no. minute, so there would have been opportunity for, for to Bowl flourish. Bowl to flourish. And um, not he, to be. He hasn't passed his physical. And it just breaks out. So he's going back to the Nuggets and he's going back to the bench, but like. It just breaks my my heart, but I guess it does fall back on Bobo. It does fall back on him a hundred percent. Like yeah. he can't be angry at anyone but himself. He's yeah. been given an opportunity. You know, you you can't say what the reason is for the medical or the, no. the physical, should I say? So take it with a grain of salt. But the fact is, you know, he's going back to Denver, and it doesn't seem likely that he'll get much game time. No. Um, and, and it's reckon- a shame because there was a big opportunity there in Detroit. And I honestly think just the fact that he didn't pass this physical, it's going to hurt him because I think a lot of teams are thinking if he can't pass his physical, then we don't really want to look look to acquire him, you know? Well, I think at NBA level, you've always got to be ready physically. You've yeah, always yeah. got to be in Well, look at these shape. guys on 10-day contracts. Yes. You yeah. know, coming in and having to just be ready at the drop of a hat. And yeah. he's a guy who's on a roster. Exactly yeah. right. And if he thinks he's going to get a starting spot or if he's going to get a spot in general, just due to his height alone, yeah. mm. he's kidding himself. Um, so I hate it because he's showing yeah. potential. Like, we're down in the bubble in the lead-up games. Yeah. He was looking fantastic, showing was, ability yeah. from outside, showed... For a big guy, a pretty tight handle, mm. but it just hasn't developed since. So, you know, time will tell how Bulbul's future unfolds. Mm. Also, another little bit of trade news, well, a bigger bit of trade news, should I say, yeah. was the Knicks. So let me get this right. The Knicks received Cam Reddish, um, Solomon Hill, and a 2025 second-round pick. Mm. And the mm. Hawks received Kevin Knox and a 2022 first-round pick. So mm. the big takeaway is one trade. And the New York Knicks could have Duke's big three back. RJ yeah. Barrett, Cam Reddish, if they got Zion Williamson, yeah. they are the boys are back together. The Which band is back. Certainly isn't off the cards based on the way well, New Orleans have performed this year. We'll get to them a bit later in the old gradings. Absolutely. But, um, they they certainly haven't performed well. So who do you think's the winner out of this one? I think I, I think don't... both teams win. Yeah. Just because for the Hawks, they've got so many players at the minute yep. that, you know, getting that first round pick. Certainly advantageous. Yeah. They get a bit of money off the books. Um, again, for the for the Knicks, I think that you know Reddish, I, I he's shown a lot of potential on mm. both ends of the floor. He does that if given the right situation, maybe the lights are a little brighter on, in New York, and he can flourish under that. He could really develop into something. Yeah. Well, I think the first part of Cam Reddish's career has sort of been partly hampered by injuries. Yes. Um. So we certainly haven't gotten to see the best of Cam Reddish yet. But I, for one, am really... I think the Knicks have won this because I reckon Cam Reddish's best basketball is likely to come in the next few years. Yep. And the Knicks will Nick, the Knicks will reap the rewards of that. So, um, But as you said, it, it's a business and you've got to get sort of these contracts off the books occasionally and they get a draft pick. The Hawks have got to get a... I think in the next month, the trade deadline's in a couple of weeks. I think we'll see quite a few trades. But yep. I think the Hawks, given how they're flailing um, quite dramatically in the East after the successes of going to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. They've got a lot of money on the books that can be moved. Mm-hmm. Uh, you look at Gallinari, I think he's on close to 15 million or so, a player who's getting older a bit longer in the tooth, a contract who could go. There's a lot of a hurter. They've got a lot of kind of people who feel the same role. Yeah. And they just need to kind of slim down the roster a little bit have a really good top tier six or seven players, a couple of young players, good players coming through on the up. But they've got just so many mouths to feed at the minute. Lou Williams, you know, there's there's just too much going on there. Yeah. So surely they're not getting rid of Red Velvet though. 
Well, wow. I, I, mean, I, 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 I mean, I thought I, it was either going to be Red Velvet or Cam Reddish, and it ended up being Cam Reddish because yeah. they were either going to stick with those two wings in Cam Reddish and DeAndre Hunter, yep, or they were going to stick with Red Hot Fire and DeAndre Hunter, <laughs> which they've done. My only question with um, Cam Reddish going to the Knicks is he going to be um, competing quite a bit with for for game time? You look at the other kind of wings yep. they have on that team. You've got like Emmanuel Quickly. Quentin Grimes, I think his name is. You've yep. got like Obi Topin. Because I think that Cam Reddish will be coming off the bench because we know Tibbs and we know that you need to earn your spot on the roster. Um, so I, I think he's going to have to put in a fair bit of work there. I, I do agree yeah. in saying that he's gone to a big market team, arguably the biggest market team in the league. So he's going to get exposure. Yeah. I think he will get. I think he will get significant game time. To be honest, regardless of if he comes off the bench or if he, you know, starts. No. Um, and he's got so much, so much talent and potential. A lot of upside there, yeah. and that's as you were saying. Who won the trade? You know, yeah. getting that first round pick's awesome. Who knows what it could turn into? It could be a franchise star. It could be an absolute, you know, bottom dweller. Who knows what it could be? Yes, but yeah. Cam Reddish is more of a proven commodity at this Absolutely. point. I think it was equal, equal, yeah. um, equal in both teams because. Cam Reddish's time at, at the Hawks was pretty much done. Plagued by injury. He, he, he needed to yeah. change the scenery. Exactly. And the Hawks are kind of in that rebuilding stage, kind of contending for... Uh, they're in a... They're like, I know today's predominantly mm. focused on the on the West. Yeah. They're in a real weird position they because are. they feel poised as to what we saw last year. You know, who knows who, how it broke because of injury, because of different things, but they look poised... As a legitimate contender, and they are—they're outside the plane at the minute. Yeah. They're, I think I saw with today's loss, they're three and a half games back of the Knicks yeah. for that twelfth spot. That's yeah. not even the plane. That's the, uh, uh, not the playoff. Sorry, the play-in. Yeah, uh, for the tenth spot, should yeah. I say? But um, yeah, they're in a bit of bit of a crisis mode at the minute. Yeah. They've got a yeah. big, big uphill climb to do in the second half of the season. That's enough Knicks and Hawks talk. Brilliant. So let's get into our Western Conference grading here, lads. Now, we'll do it in the same kind of system as we did last week. We'll go alphabetical order. Now, I will just put the little premise on once again that all stats, all kind of standings, records, things of the kind were done last night. So they don't take into account any games from today. So we'll speak prior to that. We'll get into it because there's a lot to get through. 15 teams in the West. Let's start with Dallas Lee. What have you got for Dallas? You know what? I haven't watched a heap of Dallas Mavericks games, and I don't know why. Um, but but from what I have seen is Luca's been out a little bit, and that, that just goes with his ankle and foot injury. But what I have liked to see is Jalen Brunson. He's quite yep. flourished in his absence, which I've liked to see. Um, from what I've seen, they're just traveling along, and they're, they're not doing too bad. What are they sitting? They're currently the sitting fifth at 22 and 19. Yeah. I like what. So, what was your grading for them? So, my grading for them was C plus. Right. So they're just going above average. They're they're traveling along, and I I like it. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I've given them a B minus. I think kind of similar. They're kind of just treading water, but they're doing so in a manner that's got them up to, up to fifth. So mm. they're certainly showing competency above what we probably expected without Lucrum for parts. KP. Yeah. Uh, for KP, he has shown flashes so far. Hard to read into it too much because you just know it seems inevitable that an injury's coming, or yes, yeah. you know you can't get your ho- your hopes too high with him. It would seem yeah. um, if he can, I, I don't know. I, I think they could use a big man. I think they could use a big man. Play KP as a power forward, mm. Luca in as well. Um, likewise, I think 
Like, so the big concern is KP's health and Lucas' health a little bit, mm. more so KP, but Brunson as well has been the bright spark yeah. for me. So who's their backup big man at the moment? Uh, is it Maxi Kleber? Oh, Maxi's out. Is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, right. Dwight Powell. Cleaves. But so, Cleves isn't a big man. He's like a shooter. That's what he's known for. Big man shooter. Uh, he's Give a, a, a big enough... But regardless, uh, they need help. They need a big yeah, presence in do. there. Um, but Brunson, for me, has been a real bright spark. Yep. If he hadn't have played you know, as many games starting as he had, he probably would be sixth man of the year, but he yeah. started yeah. more than half with Luca out. Yep. Um, but, yeah, real unsung hero there for them. Ro, what have you given the Dallas Mavericks? I've been very kind to the Dallas Mavericks, actually. Whoa. I've given them a B plus. Yeah. The fact, as you guys B+. were mentioning, Luka Doncic, who is the heart and soul and the backbone and everything for this Dallas Mavericks franchise, he's had extended periods out throughout the A lot the of year, time. And to be sitting at fifth in the West, which is a really... Um, Commendable it, effort. It's an incredible effort when you think about it because I look at the rest of this Dallas Mavericks team. I look at Luka Doncic, who is obviously heads and shoulders above the next best player on that team. But then all the other players, apart from Jalen Brunson, who's been quite good throughout yeah. the course of the year, are sort of hit and miss most of the time. I think of Tim Hardaway Jr. Who's been relegated to the bench now. Which is saying something. Yeah. And I think of Paul Zingas, who's out one week in the, in the next... So I think to be sitting at fifth at the moment in the West, I think that's very a job well done. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the Denver Nuggets. Row while you're on a red hot charge there. Yeah. Look, I've given the Denver Nuggets a B, a flat yes. B. Um, they had a very very slow start to the season, um, and I don't think many people were anticipating that. Even with the injuries to mm. Michael Porter Jr. and obviously Jamal Murray's still out, but yep. the fact of the matter is, is they've climbed. Right back into contention in that Western Conference they top have. eight. Mm. Um, and it's been off the back of another MVP caliber season from Nikola Jokic. He's been incredible. He's been uh, I, just I, probably, he is one of the top couple in the MVP race for I, sure. I mean, the, I think ESPN or NBA posted today, I think it's Giannis, yeah. Jokic, and probably Curry. I, mean, I cannot speak. A combo. Oh, yeah, yeah. I cannot speak highly enough of Nikola Jokic in terms of. The, the surrounding cast he has around him and the position that the Denver Nuggets are in. Finding themselves sixth at the moment at 21 and 19. Mm. I think that's I think that's a really good effort, yep. particularly, as I said to begin with, that they started the season off very slowly yep. um, and have clawed their way back. So flat B, I think. Flat B for me as well. I th- it's such a shame because this really felt like the year where MPJ could really explode. And a lot were touting that, yep. so it is a shame in that regard with the ceiling on him so high from what he's shown and where the Nuggets could go. Yeah. Um, you know, for them, it's really been a weird year because it's kind of been Jokic or bust for them. Mm. Yes. Um, I think Aaron Gordon's finding his feet yeah. a little more in Denver. Um, it's seen a little bit of an increase in consistency, which was key where last season as he integrated himself into the team was a very hit and miss, so that's a positive. Mm. Um, I think if they can just stay where they are. Just keep treading water, keep ticking things over, stay in that top six, find themselves in a playoff position. Once Murray, once Porter Jr. comes back, I would hate to come up against them. I really, really would. So I've given them a flat B as well, Lee. And I've given them just a tick below that, a B minus. You pretty much mentioned everything that I had in my notes. Jokic has been having an MVP caliber season. I have liked what I've seen from Will Barton stepping up. He's, He's... 
kind of gone into that second leading scorer um, for the Nuggets. He's scoring about 15 points per game, I think. And then G is third with 14 points per game, which I like because he wasn't put on that team to be a scorer, but he can when, when need be. So I like that. I also like, and while he doesn't put a heap of numbers on the stat board, Compazzo is a fun guy to watch. Facundo. Because his <laughs> what pass, a name. His passes just go, I think, under the radar to yeah. his his playmaking uh, ability. Um, but like you said, it's gonna be it's gonna be scary when Jamal Murray comes back and hopefully they can make her a, a quite a decent run in the playoffs. Absolutely. Let's go to the Golden State Warriors. I will take us away here. Yeah. Uh currently sitting second at thirty and eleven. Mm. I've given them a B plus. Now yeah. They started the season on an absolute tear, running absolute right over the league. Um, we've, I guess, really the pace setters. Mm, uh, they've were. cooled down a little as of late. They're sitting five and five in their last ten games, mm. but and that's kind of coincided with Steph Curry. Um, he's as again like the Warriors started on a tear, men on mm. a mission, and we were after a couple of weeks were saying to give him the MVP. <laughs> now it looked yeah. like he'd sewn it up very, very early. True. Uh, his shootings. Like his actual efficiencies decreased a little bit, his outputs decreased a little bit. That being said, they're still winning enough games. They're still in there, right? Be hot in the heels of of the Suns there, who we'll mention a little bit later on. Um, but what has been super positive is Andrew Wiggins. Yes, probably yep. the best season of his career. Yeah, All Star is looking well I mean, and truly. He's a, third in actually, Western he's Conference. starting, isn't he? He's, As of the moment, he's starting. I mean, he's not because of the it's fifty percent. Yeah, votes, in terms of he's, the fan he's third in the front court of Western Conference. So fantastic for him, and again, that word consistency has been huge for him. Um, and likewise, seen greater output from Jordan Poole, who started on a blaze as well. Yeah. We've got Clay back now, so there's a lot to look forward to going forward. Yeah. Um, but the question will be just health, if Clay can stay on the court, things yeah. of the kind. Um, but very, looking very formidable at this point in time. I gave them an A. Um, who would have thought that straight out of the gates they would have been kind of a powerhouse, which yeah. they were straight out of the gates. I thought once Clay came back, um, once he integrated himself back in, that they would have been fit and firing. But straight out of the gates, they'll fit. They'll up and about. Hot. Pretty much have a player from the Golden State Warriors in every um, category of um, award races this year. You've got Curry in the MVP race. You've got Draymond Green pretty much leading that um, defensive player in the year race. And then you've got Jordan Poole, who's. Yep. I don't know. He's probably not leading, but he's definitely in the conversations of most improved. Could Wiggins be in there as well? He could be. Could you make a shout for him? No, I'd, I'd probably put Jordan Poole in front of him. Um, but I've also, as of late, and when I say as of late, I mean of the last two or three games, been really impressed with Jonathan Kaminga yep. and what he's mm. been able to do um, in terms of um, putting points on the board. Um, so, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to what they have to come. Excellent. So what was your grading? Sorry, I gave them a B plus. You I, had them I actually a, gave them an A. An A, Roe? I've given them a flat A as well. Um, very impressed with what they've done so far this year. Yep. We knew they'd be without Clay for an extended period. He's only just come back and they're still and looking sitting, good. St- looking really good. Still sitting second in the West. Um, I don't see many negatives, if any negatives at all, this year for the Golden State Warriors. They've yep. been absolutely incredible. There you go. Very good. Do you just just quickly, do you think over the next month, over the next couple of weeks before the trade period ends? With the assets they've got in the position they're in now, do you think they're a candidate to sell? I don't think so. Like, why would they? They're, at the, they're pretty much at the top of the West. 
and all their all their pieces are contributing, and this is without James Wiseman back. But do you think if you got rid of one or two of these assets, a Wiseman and a Kaminga in a package with whatever, that you could get like another a, a star who's on the fringes, a star that's on the edge? Could you add a? You probably could, but why would you when everything's going to plan? Are are they the favourite though? Do you think? Um, do you think they can knock off Brooklyn in a seven-game series? Because I think so. Where they're at now, that's their end goal championship. So I, if if they were to get something, it'd be to like Kevon Looney's good, but you need something else in yep. your big man role. So that'd be my only um, aspect of it. I mean, I think the only thing that you'd do is give up a few of these guys for a bit more depth. Yep. Um, I don't know if you'd necessarily go for another star player. I don't think they necessarily need that. I think they've already got their core in place. I think just another few pieces off the bench wouldn't. So let go me pose this one quickly then. If you would you try and trade for a Miles Turner to to shore up your big man stocks and you know he's still an outside threat in his own right. Mm. Would you look to package something together to have him? I would. Yeah, I would. For there you sure. go. Yep. Defensive stalwart, and he wouldn't need to do anything really on the offensive end. They've got mm. enough offensive firepower as it is. I'm with you, and I think they, I think they should look to it because yep. I don't know at the minute, and this last week has shown. I know they've tried to reintegrate Clay back into the fold, um, but they've just looked a little touch off the mark. I know mm. they. You know, we're not including today. They bounced back with a big win over the Bulls, who were somewhat depleted. Zach Levine went out early in that one. But I think they should as well. I think they've got the pieces to be made to really... You've got to maximise this period of Clay and Steph while they're in their prime. And, Agree. Um, I think a move like Turner or something of the kind would certainly get them to their full potential. For sure. Take it away, Lee, with Houston. I gave the Houston Rockets a D. Um, yep. Prior to the season, when we are given kind of our expectations, I said... They're not going to win games, but they're going to be fun to watch. Yep. And, and to be honest, they're not winning games, so I was right in that, that aspect. But they're not very fun to watch either. Um, I thought there was going to be some brotherhood, some dynamic duo between Jalen Green and KPJ, which I don't doubt they'll build that and build on that in the future. But right now, that's not happening. Um, KPJ is exactly where I thought he'd be. He's still just trying to figure out how to navigate um, this team as as the leading point guard. But still trying to figure out how to actually work with teammates. Yeah. Last year we yes. saw there was issues with teammates. This year, in the last week with uh, Christian Wood, there, yeah, there's been issues as well. So he just you know, who, what's the common to, uh, common denominator yeah. in that mm. situation? Christian, KPJ Christian Wood just looks like he's got his head down, pretty much old game. Um, Jalen Green's trying to find his shot, but it's been pretty difficult for him. Yep, people might blame the head coach Stephen Silas, but I wouldn't. It's coming into a franchise that's a bottom feeder, you can't. I mean, that's a came, tough position to come into. He came into a franchise that he expected James Harden to be there, and he he got left with um, this uh, atrocity of a team. So it's not so much of a head coaching job. It's not so much a uh, problem. It's not so much of a player problem. It's more an organizational problem, in my opinion. So a D mm. from Lee Rowe. What have I, you gone with? I've given them a D plus. Um, yep. It may have been it may have been a case of giving them a flat C. For the simple fact that they are probably performing at the level that thought. we thought they yeah. would. Yep. But I've given them a bit of a downgrade for what Lee was mentioning. I just feel like the team chemistry is in all sorts at yeah. the moment. I feel like if I was a Houston Rockets fan, even though we've got young talent, 
I don't think I'd be feeling overly optimistic about the future because I don't think it's I don't think it's as solidified and as stable as a lot of other young franchises, yep. young up and coming franchises I'm in the you. league. And to Lee's point about Stephen Silas, it's just an e- it always is an easy scapegoat the coach to say oh this it this, is. this team isn't performing well because of the coach. I think the players need to take all of the responsibility in this case because I think there's a lot of immaturity in mm-hmm. that franchise. Yeah. And I think if they want to achieve success in the future, they've got, to, they've got to screw their heads on correctly because at the moment they're playing with a lot of ego and it's uh, it's really disappointing to see given the fact that a young team with this much talent, and don't get me wrong, they've got so much potential. There's a lot there to like. But at the end of the day... You've also got to have a bit up here, which they don't at the moment. So. Bit between the ears, you reckon? I right? think so. I think so. I've reckon? I've gone with a a D, uh, sitting fifteenth, bottom of the Western Conference, sitting at twelve and thirty one. For all money, it didn't look like they were going to reach ten wins, and I would have, you know, <laughs> the the bookies odds. I reckon they were a pretty short price not to make that yep. at one stage. There, they were looking abysmal. They went through that little phase where they were the the hottest team in the West. They won what was it eight in a row, and it was like God, crazy. What is this? They had a bit of momentum on their side. Um, and they looked good for a hot minute there, but that's quickly come back to earth uh, in the recent last week or two, yep. especially signified by that disharmony with KPJ and Wood. Yep. Um, it kind of just really shows where they're at as a team, the culture they've got, the chemistry. Uh, it really does play such a key part. The big question I have, you know, Green has showed flashes. He's a rookie. He'll kind of iron out some of the kinks in his game. But mm. the big question I have is why isn't John Wall playing? You said this he's a few been, weeks ago, he's, didn't you? He's been paid forty plus million a season. He's sitting on the bench. Why would you? For a team that's not going anywhere, wouldn't it be so handy, even in a sixth man role or whatever the kind, to provide a bit of leadership, mm. a bit of experience, a bit of wisdom to these young players, especially Jalen Green, and just help nurture that young talent they've got because he's just been absolutely wasted. You may as well just go and throw it down the drain, $40 million at this point. Would you not want to see something for your money? I'll put my hand up here. A few months ago, you raised this in terms of John Wall getting back into the rotation, and I turned it down because I thought, well, they're looking towards their future. I don't necessarily think John Wall is part of their future. I don't think he should play. At the moment, they're in all sorts in terms of a team chemistry, from a team chemistry perspective. I think you're 100% on the money. He's certainly not part of their future, is he? But the, the benefit he can bring to these young players is just and like would you like no you look at like Udonis Haslam he's obviously not part of their future but he nurtures those big men and even yeah. like everyone on the team so I don't, I don't see why John Wall can't do the same job and if you're paying him 40 plus million you want to see whether it's good or bad you just want to see something for your money agree, because agree. it's just dead money at the moment and it is super super frustrating I still think he can perform a role we saw last season what was he about 20 points a game the explosiveness wasn't quite at the point where he was the most explosive athlete within the league but you know he can still I think he's still got a bit to offer the league in in some team some franchise but um, they need to get something out of him. So that's enough of my Houston Rockets talk. <laughs> Row the LA Clippers. LA Clippers. I've given them a C minus. Um, obviously, C minus. That's a bit low. Oh, I wouldn't have thought so. Like I knew at the start of the season they were going to be without Kawhi Leonard for a lot of the season, um, and obviously over the last few weeks they've been without Paul George. So that's their two superstars gone. Yeah. That impacts them massively. However, if I'm looking at this from the perspective of where did I expect them to be at this point of the season? Yeah, that's fair. I would have thought that they'd be sort of midway into the 
top eight. I would have thought they'd maybe be around the five range. The so fact sitting that, at eighth at the moment at twenty one and t- and twenty two. So is that a pass mark for me? No, it's not. I think they're below. I think they're just below the mark. I'm taking into account obviously the fact that they've had injuries to the mm-hmm. two key players. But at the end of the day, expectation versus reality, they're they're not performing as well as I thought they would, even with the injuries. There you go. I've given them a B minus. Yep. Um, you know, I think they've had their backs against the wall the whole season, starting with Kawhi being out for it. PG's missed a heap of time, but when he was playing in that first couple of weeks, again was in that kind of MVP conversation early on. Mm-hmm. Um you know, they're they're on any given night, they don't have an out-and-out scorer. Um, Terrence Mann hasn't quite, you know, reached the level that he did last season in the playoffs. He really looked like a, a real gunner and looked like probably a most improved player for this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they're kind of only out-and-out scorer is Reggie Jackson, and you're not expecting him to put up 25, 30 points a night. No, I wouldn't have thought so. I think for them going forward, it's just going to be a real grit-and-grind season. Um, if they can kind of hang on and hold true in that eight position, not drop too far, once... Kawhi hopefully comes back this season. PG, they are a really scary proposition. Mm. They've just got to keep things afloat at the minute. Like a lot of teams in the West, a lot of West teams are kind of in that kind of just treading water phase. Um, but I think they've done very admirably given what they've gotten, what they're missing at the moment. Yep. So a B minus for me. And I gave him a B minus as well. You said that Paul George was playing at MVP caliber level, which he was, but it really did rub off on all the other players around him. Like Reg Jax was looking like that great second option behind yeah. Paul George. He's so not a first option, is he? Not. Which is, God, no. I guess, what he is at the which moment. He has to be now. We saw um, bright spots from people like Eric Bledsoe, Terrence Mann. Who I saw is down to the bench now, Eric Bledsoe. Yeah. He's been pretty disappointing in my eyes. It just all did go downhill when Paul George went out. Um, They dipped down to eight now, I think. But... um, And Paul George might might be out for the season. And in saying that, that might mean that there's no point bringing Kawhi Leonard back if they're down the bottom of the ranks and Paul George is out. Like, um, it it wouldn't make sense to me, at least. So... Um, I don't really know what their future holds in terms of this season, but um, be mine. Get Stevie Bowman to keep flooding the cash in. Yeah, She'll be right. New to. stadium, they'll be set. Do we reckon both Kawhi and PG are going to be long-term players for the Los Angeles Clippers? Or do you think, given the fact that their first few seasons with the franchise have been, I would say, fairly underwhelming? And hampered by injuries, so there is... Yeah, yeah. Oh, that... That's a, that's a good question. That is a really good question. I'm going to say, just as a yes or no, I'm going to say... No, I'm going to say they'll find when once they find a year where they're both healthy and can play the full year. I think they'll assess from there. That'll certainly make a difference, won't it? A yeah. team that should be up and about at the moment, but is not. The Los Angeles Lakers, their counterparts in LA. There, I've given them a D. They currently sit at seventh, uh, at twenty-one and twenty-one. So five hundred there for the Lakers. I tell you what. If they if they were without LeBron, they would be in a world of pain. The last few games he's been playing centre has been absolutely bowling, putting up MVP like numbers and playing like an MVP, really putting the team on his back, which is what he's got to do. Uh, AD going down is a big blow, and he to be honest, he was looking poor before he went down. So mm. you know, take that for what it is. Probably doing better without him. In fairness, the way he was going, Russell. <laughs> The Russell Westbrook experience. You never know what you're going to get, do you? And the last month or so has been pretty pretty ordinary for him. Um, The shooting is horrendous at the moment, and he just looks like a player who's 
Not there. Not there. Out of confidence. He's claiming that he's not playing the point guard role. Mm. Like, from interviews, he said he's like, I'm not the point guard of the team. But you obviously are. And it's he's just, certainly not the shooting guard. Mm. I can I tell just, you that, it just It gives me headaches watching this team play. It really, really does. And the only bright sparks have been LeBron and probably Malik Monk. Yep. Who, what a find he's been. He's yep. been awesome. Absolute flamethrower. Him and LeBron in the one-two, little one-two game are mm. fantastic together. Uh, but the rest of the team, I really don't have too many positive things to say. And probably a D was almost overshooting it. It's mm. just purely for the fact they had, you know, a good last week or two, won a couple of games, got up to seventh. But they're a team in disarray. And I think for them to go far, they need AD back. Yep. Yeah. And for the finals, they need to find themselves. I think at season's end in the top six. I've if they're not in the, if they're in the plane, I, I worry about where they're going. Yeah, I've given them a, a D as well. They're pretty much the laughing stock of the league right now. I'd mm. say, wouldn't you agree with me? But um, obviously, Russ is a problem. Um, he, he just like. It, in saying that, though, his lowlights are very highlighted by the media. Like you see, yes. you see his bad shots and not his his good shots. Not many um, of them at the moment. There's not many of them, but um, it's just gone to show this season. LeBron, as much as he tries, he's not enough to to try bring up this team. Um, he has got them up a bit. He, he has, has got them up a bit. He and has. they would be in a world of hurt without him. And they're another team that I, I really don't know where they're going to end up at the end of the regular season. Whether they even end up in the playoffs is a is a question to me. But once AD comes back, I think that's when they really need to knuckle down and think, where are we going from here? So you gave them a, a D as well. Yeah. Uh, Ro, what did you have for the Lakers? Yeah, look, it's three in a row. I've given them a D as well. Fair. I think it's just another case of expectation versus reality. Regardless of if AD has been out for this period of time, we know he's a superstar of the league and he's a key contributor for this team. But I certainly think that even without him, they've got an, or they should have enough key players to have performed more admirably than they have so far. Yep. They've lost games that we've watched throughout the year, Nick, that... They really should have won against lower-ranked So teams. many games. So many games. It's exactly against the Kings the other yeah, day. Yeah, against the Kings. And they're the games that could be the difference between getting a 5-6-7 spot and a 8 and then in the play-in tournament. And that's the difference between the good teams and the great it teams, is, isn't it? The it, fact that on any given night they can come out and just put the foot down and get the win because they know they're the better team. Oh, absolutely. Where would they be without this guy up here? I honestly do not know, um, but he's been single-handedly keeping them in contention. And I say in contention, but goodness me, they're just hanging on by a thread at the moment. Amen. Lee, what have you got for the Memphis Grizzlies? I've got to say, Memphis Grizzlies this year is one of the most exciting teams to watch. I love to watch Memphis Grizzlies games. Who would have thought that they'd be sitting third Sitting in the third West? at at the moment, 30 and 14. Whether, whether you mate. viewers and whether you guys like it or not, they force themselves into... Um, the conversation of the of the elite teams of this season. Absolutely. Um, I think they're... Aren't they on a massive win streak? Uh, it was 11 as of today, taking out today's uh, loss against 11. the Mavis. And but it, we won't count that. So we'll say 11 for the purpose of conversation. And it's all on the back of our main man, Ja Morant. He... This year looks like he's mentally and physically there. And then that rubs off on the whole team. That they're, they're fueled by his explosiveness. Is it all tenacity. on the back of him though? 
Not not all because the when block. he was out, they were bowling anyway. Not all on the back, but I think that, like I said, they're fueled yeah. by his play. Like yeah. Desmond Bain looks like he's found his role in this team. He's been playing great. Dylan Brooks, I know he's out right now, but he's found some more consistency. Like you said, yeah. they're they're able to hold their ground with Jar out, but with them in, they're a scary team. I agree, hundred percent. So, what, what so I, did you give? I, give I think I gave him a. I gave him an A. No. Yeah, likewise, I gave them an A as well, and. They're a team that I have kind of almost pushed against that I don't think they're there, that mm-hmm. they're kind of overhyped, that they're not as good as what they've been showing. But they, I think they've just about made me a believer. Convinced um, They've convinced me. A lot of it comes back to Jar in that MVP talk as well, in the top 10 at the moment. Um, but, you know, I, I'm really high as well on Desmond Bain. Oh, Second-year mm. player, he has stepped up to that probably number two role. Underrated. His output is just phenomenal this season, and they look, Really well ge- well gelled together. They're they getting do. contributions out of everyone from top to bottom. You look at um, Tillman, Con- John Conchar, just top to bottom. They've got so many, you know what the word is, competent. Competent yep. players who you can just fill a role. You've got some star players in Jar, Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain. Yep. But they've just got enough. Um, the one thing I would say is I think they can get rid of Stevie Adams. Steve. I think Jaron Jackson Jr. can be their centre, and he will be their centre going forward. I think Adams can go. I think yep. he is not necessary at the moment. Back to New Zealand. Um, back back to, <laughs> New, to the NBL, you reckon? For the oh, breakers no, here in the NBL, how would that be? But I think that is the pace they can, I guess, can move going forward. Yep. Um, but I'm very, very high on them, thus giving an A rating. I have given them an Don't A do it. Plus, the big been A plus. So good this year. Oh, wow. They've been probably, I was saying to Nick before the podcast, they've probably been one of the most exciting teams yeah. to yep. watch this year. Jar Moran has been one of the most, if not the most exciting player. They have exceeded even the highest expectations that I had for them prior to the beginning of this season. Yep. My highest expectations were probably going to be that they'd be around the midway mark, yep. maybe five or six in the West, and that was pushing. That was generous. Yeah. But they have been above and beyond that. And you were mentioning before, Nick, and I think it's a good word, they've got so many competent players, but they've also got so many players who play without an ego. Yes. They play to fill their role. They play to get wins and success. And I think in terms of you look at the good teams over the years, I reckon a lot of them would have those same type of players who probably on another team could take more of a keys not a star role but a, a, a increase a bigger role. role yeah but these guys don't care they they're sitting on the not on the coattails of Jar, but they're sitting behind Jar. Jar's leading them from the front and yep. as a 22 year old as a 22 year old now just quickly i don't want to go into this too much but we said we're watching the uh we're watching the Memphis Grizzlies Dallas Mavericks pregame before the show there was a question yeah here we go at oh. this point of their career and i was planning on asking both of you at this point of their career, would you be taking Luka Doncic or Ja Morant if you were starting a franchise? Who would be the guy you'd go to? Uh, oh, you got a coin on you to flip? <laughs> um, I'm going to say Luka. Yep. yep. Without going into it, I'll say Luka. And I'd say I'd probably... like If if you were to say Ja, and I know Ja's been great as of late, I think it would be too too much recency bias, so I'm going to say Luca as well. Look, I, I love Ja like nothing else, but yeah, I have to stick with my main man. So, <laughs> But regardless, 
Memphis Grizzlies. But the fact that it's a question. Is the big talking point, yes, isn't it? Absolutely. One aspect of Jar's game that is probably my favourite is his hang time. And absolutely. that's how he makes most of his buckets. He hangs yeah. so he can. I don't know if you saw He's that. Flying. That double hand block the other day. On the, against the Lakers. Yeah. Phenomenal. Lads, we're going to have to rattle through. We've still got eight teams to go. Oh, we are. Um, Okay, These have, we are on a long-winded episode today. Let's go with the Minnesota Timberwolves row. I've given them a C, probably where I thought they would be. Nine, ninth at the moment, 20 and 22. Yeah, sitting just outside the, the top eight. Um, nothing to write home about, but they've been, they've been solid, and I think they've got stuff to look forward to and players to look forward to going forward. So C, I think they've just passed. Weird team. I've given them a C+. Plus. Their trend... It's like an up and down graph. So they win four, they lose four, they win three, they lose five. Yep. And you, they just go on these little runs for positive and negative, And you can't get a read on them. Just when you start to, you know, put a little bit of faith on them, they go on these five-game losing yes. streaks. But yep. their starting three with D-Lo, Cat and Ant is super exciting. Mm-hmm. Causes a lot of teams headaches. And it's fantastic. They've looked great, those three. Uh, my concern is their, their second unit. Don't know if Beasley's the sixth man you want. I think I don't think he's quite there this year. Um, you know, you've got Naz Reed coming off the bench, mm. players like that. It's, I, I just think their second unit is a concern mm. at the moment. Um, you know, what would they give to have like a Ricky Rubio back or someone of the kind? Yeah. So, you know, I think there's potential there. I think this is the best Minnesota's looked in quite a while. Yeah. Um, if they can make the play-in, fantastic. If they can somehow claw a playoff spot, all power to them. It's good that they're relevant again. Uh, they just need to get a little more consistency. Yeah. I'll so give, C plus. I've given them a B minus. Um, whether well, at least high. Yeah, I am high on the Timberwolves. Just behind the Charlotte Horn, my Charlotte Hornets and Memphis Grizzlies. They're probably my third favorite team to watch. Um, wow. That that trio, whether they stay together in the future or not, doesn't matter because right now they're the three faces of that franchise, which I love. You, you said they didn't have much off the bench, which I agree, but. You didn't mention Pat Bev because he's been a, you know, a, a bright spark for them in my opinion. Um, but no, B B minus. So you think they've got three faces of the so. franchise? I what think, I think you that, think D is? Yeah, I think it's Ant or Cat. No, I think three faces. You, you think D as well? I think they're a three headed drag. Okay, if you're Timberwolves going forward and you say I need one player to lead this franchise, who would you be taking? Cat Ant, just because Cat had his time. Before and that didn't reap any benefits whatsoever with him and Wiggins. Yep. Um. You know, I think Cat's fantastic in his own right, and but I, I think Edwards is the piece moving forward. And I think Ant's the future, isn't he? At the at exactly. This point. He's the exactly. guy to lead them out of the dark. So. So what? Since Cat's been there, how many times have they made the playoffs? Is it is it once? I. Think was it that in 2017, yeah. maybe? Yep, yeah. that sounds right. Fact check us mm. on that one, but mm. that sounds right. So I think it's Edwards. Yep. Roy, would you say Edwards? Yes, yep. Fantastic. There's Minnesota, done and dusted. Lee, take us away with the Pelicans. This year, um, it's it's been proven to me that the Pelicans need Zion Williamson to progress whatsoever because um, they haven't this year. We have seen some highlights in Jonas Valanciunas. He's very consistent on the offensive end. He, he's been pretty much doing all of their work. Yeah. I like Herb Jones as a defender. Um, Josh Hart's also been playing well, but their highlights don't make up for their low lights this year. What and, grade have you racked them that's why I've given them a, a D. A D? Yeah, not they, happy with them. There you go. They sit 12th at the moment, 16 and 26. Uh, an absolutely disgraceful start to the season. They were <laughs> sitting bottom of the conference. Yep. Um, I've given them a D plus. 
And I'm the big point of concern at the minute is their future, and that's Zion. But the the big concern is his health. Um, you know, he has missed more time than he's played just about, and we know yes. what a talent he is. But as these injuries keep racking up, you know, the less confidence I have in him and the Pelicans going forward. Um, Herb Jones, mm. as you mentioned, Lee, he's been found money, fantastic there. As of late, Ingram's been better. His output's increased. Uh, Valanchunas as well, very handy. A big upgrade on Stephen Adams. Yep. As much as I hate to say it, Devontae Graham has been very inconsistent. Mm. Very inconsistent. Mm. You just can't get a read on that guy. But, um, you know, I think they could really, depending on when Zion comes back, I haven't heard the latest reports as of yet, with the way Ingram's playing, with Jonas Valanchunas, the way he's playing, um, I th- and I will mention them shortly, another team who I think might fall out, I think they could be a bit of a candidate for that 10th spot in yep. the West. So they Must sit at 12th up. at the minute, but I think they could possibly be a playing team, um, but it all hinges on Zion Williams. So D-plus for me. Roy, what have you got? Giving them a D. Um, what this year's just proved to me is, despite the acquisition of Jonas Valanciunas, who has been quite impressive, he's been a double-double threat every single night. Mm-hmm. This team overall is very lackluster, and they lack excitement. They lack heart. They lack backbone. They just lack all the lack ticker. They do. Mm. They honestly do. They lack all the things that make a successful team. And you know what they say about ticker, bro? Yes. Can't be bought. Can't be taught. You'd say that on a weekly basis to Lee and I, and I'd have to agree. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's um, it's so true. But um, they've they've been ultra disappointing. Regardless of if they've had Zion Williamson or not, I need to see a bit more heart from them mm. because they've just been lackluster so far this season. Imagine being a Pelicans fan. That would suck. You know a few, don't you? I, I do know a few. Yeah. I do know a few. And it's such a shame for them with all the hype and excitement around Zion coming and you know everything else that's gone with it, getting Ingram. Yep. You got Lonzo at one point. You had Josh Hart. Everyone else, whatever was going on, it really looked like... They were they were poised, primed, and ready to go for a big kind of next couple of years, but it's fallen flat as of late. So, a team that is poised for the next decade, the Oklahoma Oklahoma <laughs> Should we try that again? Yeah, Oklahoma right. City Thunder. Um, they currently sit fourteenth at thirteen and twenty eight. I've given them a C. I've given them a pass mark as it stands, Um, and a large part of that is, you know, you can't be anything but delighted with Josh Giddy. And, like, I I could do a whole episode on Gid, how happy I am, and just kind of sing his praises, give him every superlative under the sun. But he has been phenomenal. Uh, Was it Western Conference Rookie of the Month for November and December? Um, Unbelievable there. So for a guy who was picked sixth, a lot of doubters coming in. He has really shown out. What surprised me has been his offensive output in the scoring column. Yeah, uh, it's been yeah, better, yeah. a lot better as a late as well. Yeah, um, you know, and he's just his vision, his awareness, and he's just feel for the game. And it, it is Luka Doncic to reminiscent without the big step back three. Sure. Um, so very happy with his progression. Gilgis Alexander as well has been excellent, and especially as a late as well. Him and Giddy really carrying this team. Mm. I guess my kind of concern is bar those two, who are you getting? scoring out of every other night mm. is it Lou Dort very hit and miss is it Maladon is it uh, oh, I forgot his first name something Wiggins A Wiggins is it Anthony uh, uh, something, something an, there's another Wiggins who's not Andrew but you know there's just a lot of players that you you know you can't think of on, on this team because just passengers they, they, there you go well put they are passengers yep. by Giddy Shea and Dort at times there's a lot of just passengers yep. there you go passengers so 
Um, I think, as I said, poised and primed for the next decade. Happy with where they're at at the moment, and I think they'd be delighted with Giddy, but uh, not much else happening in Oklahoma. I've given them a C as well. Likewise, I'm so pleased that the Oklahoma City have let Josh Giddy play to his strengths. We, we, do, you, do you recall seeing prior to this season the NBA Talent Scouts guide on Josh Giddy was pretty much saying that he could not play basketball. Like, all his weaknesses were key aspects of the game. Get that one up here. the fact of the matter is that he's exceeded expectations, even from us so far this year, I would have thought. He's been so impressive. Um, And Just quickly, let me ask you that, as you said that, because, you know, without my... My, I guess my tin hat on and Mm. speak... Like, I would have said, you know, by far rookie of the year, no worries. But I guess in just pure, just honesty... He has surpassed where we thought he would be, hasn't he? Absolutely, yeah. Just in every regard, what he's done on a nightly basis, he has surpassed where we thought he would be. Yeah. Oh, couldn't agree more. So I'm really pleased with what they've done with him so far this year. And as you said, like I, I think they've been, they've been, they are at the moment where we expected them to be. Um, so they deserve the pass, Mike. They probably even deserve a plus just due they to the They nearly fact had a plus from me. That, nearly. Yeah, due to the fact that they've played their players so well, like their young key players mm. so well and in position and according to their strengths. There you go, Lee. What have you got for the I've Thunder? Actually, I've actually gone past the plus mark and given them a B- minus this year. Right, okay. B- minus. I, I pretty much do mimic everything you say. Like, Shea Gildas continues to improve as a leader and a player in general. Giddy's dropping some sweet dimes. Um, and Lou Dort, you said he was a bit hit and miss, which he is, but he does continue to improve offensively, which I like. What... I gave him a B minus four. Was yeah, I want to hear this. We knew they were going to tank, which they are, but they're still fun to watch. Like I don't mind tuning into compared an to okay Houston, s- as you said, who yeah. aren't fun to watch. Yeah, yep. they've got good chemistry, and I, I I don't actually mind tuning into an OKC Thunder game. And Probably you- just gave them a, a downgrade on the fact they lost by seventy plus points in a game this season, but that's <laughs> yeah. that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I, I see what Lee's saying about um you know in comparison to the Houston Rockets. Yeah. I think if I'm an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, I've got plenty to look forward to to the future. Absolutely, the future is bright there in OKC. We've got five teams to go, lads. What have you got for the Phoenix Suns lead? I've given the Phoenix Suns this year an A, a straight A. They've been pretty much nothing short of amazing. I'm First the, seed at the moment, aren't they? Sitting, sitting at 31-9. and nine. Yeah, and that it doesn't fall on the back of Chris Paul, but he's been pretty much the major factor mm. in, in that. Um, the way he's just up and led that team is quite inspiring in my eyes. And he's, in fact, he's picked up his defense, um, a fair bit this year. Um, people might say that D books, um, scoring efficiency has dropped, which has had a little bit, but that's fine because, had a good week. because his playmaking has also, um, taken an upwards, um, trajectory, which I like. So, mm. um, an A for me. I've given them a straight A as well. Um, and it just feels as if they're almost going through the motions, which is certainly a good thing. They're not having to really exert <laughs> yeah. themselves too heavily. Um, like, they know they're a playoff team. They know they're a championship contender. Sure. And they're not having to really get too far out of first gear, yet they're top of the West, which is a testament to them. Um, you know, as long as they can keep everyone healthy, keep things afloat, you know, I think Chris Paul, awesome. Devin Booker, awesome as of late. Let me pose this question without you getting into your spill, big fella. Sure. Do you think Devin Booker could be a future MVP? Um, well, let's put it this way. I reckon he might when Chris Paul hangs up the hangs up the boot, so to speak. Um, I think a lot of a lot of sort of praise is gone between those two equally. Absolutely. This is the thing though. Will they 
be as dangerous once Chris Paul hangs up the boots? And will they will they be like a at the moment they're a one seed? Yeah. Are they likely to be a one seed going forward without the leadership and high IQ and, and overall skill set that Chris Paul provides to that team? Depends what the piece is that comes in, but you know, how can you, re- how can you, how can you replace, replace one of the Paul. best point guards of all time? Yes. It's, it's a point tough guard. ask. So, yeah, I don't know. But, I, like, they're, they're a fun team, and I think every team should be very, very wary of them coming into the playoffs. Gotcha. They're not making a lot of noise. They're not in the headlines going about their business. They lead the league in their record at the moment. So, and A for me, very, very impressed with what they're doing and continuing on from last year. So, there you go. Ro. Giving them an A, flat A. And it's actually quite frightening to think that they're sitting at the one seat at the moment. As you said, it's not like they've gained a heap of attention. They're not probably not getting the... the they've not been in the media at no, all. I've not haven't. heard a single thing. And a lot of it, you know, because it's almost as if they don't have a standout because Booker and Paul kind of cancel each yes, other out almost. Absolutely. A lot of the attention at the moment is going to, particularly in the West, to the Golden State Warriors, understandably so. They've, they've, they're back to their best. But I think the Phoenix Suns are as dangerous as any team in the league. I think they're certainly capable of being there at the pointy end of the year. Um, but um, yeah, they haven't they haven't gained a lot of attention. There you go. It's good flying under the radar. I have a team that is getting attention, not for the right reason. <laughs> I t- I just quickly, I tell you what, lads, someone's going to have to get out the tower because yeah. my forehead must be no, shiny I'm, as anything. No, I'm literally be able to pass out. She's she's warm. <laughs> just a question to any she other is warm. any other podcasters out there. Have you? Ever filmed in a sauna? <laughs> we are currently filming in a sauna. I, it is I disgusting. I'm scared to put my arms up above about this uh, angle at the moment. It's um, ridiculous. This is like the way. This uh, is, as you said, it's not a nice heat, is it, Lee? Like, <laughs> this is a very, very kind of sticky, humid. humid heat. Very reminiscent of for any of our Australian listeners of Queensland uh, up in the tropics in the uh, storm season. There, the rainy season. I, I tell you what, like there is a very good shine going on on all three of our foreheads here. <laughs> oh, Lee's got no. the beanie on to cover up the forehead. Good shout there, my man. Better pass out. Well, we've got a couple <laughs> of teams to go. So what have you got for the Portland Trailblazers, mate? I gave them a, a D plus um, this time around. I haven't been too impressed with um, what what they've shown us so far. And like I said, they're probably ready to Hiroshima this this bitch, but they haven't done so so far. <laughs> Hiroshima this bitch, you can- Dame, Dame oh. supposedly out, and he will be out for six to eight weeks after that abdominal surgery. Mm-hmm. Which, what I am excited for is how Anthony Simons will perform in his absence, because so far he's been their biggest bright spot. Um, he's been just bowling night in, night out without absolutely. Him. Um, I, I, CJ coming back soon he's as well. Coming back, and I, uh, I'm excited to see that. But they, it's hard because they do have good pieces. Norman Powell is a Good offensively, he's, yeah. he's a threat from the tree. Um, people like um, Nurkic, he's putting up numbers. Nah, and stuff, nah, is, man, nah, <laughs> nah is, lo- low on him. I'm not low. <laughs> low on I him. Think he's putting up stats, but they're like again. It's like Westbrook though, putting up empty stats. Yeah, it feels like they're, they're a bit empty, but yeah, like I said, their low lights don't. Their highlights don't make up for their low lights, which is why I've given them a, a D plus. I've given them a D minus. They were my lowest grade across the board, I do believe. Um, sitting 10th at the moment, 16 and 25. I'm with you, Lee. What did you say? Hiroshima, this bitch? Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. I think it is this time. Like, it's time to throw in this tower. The te- this iteration of the team has run its race. Yes. Um, and now this could be an interesting little period with Dame out. You know, in the backcourt, you've got now Anthony Simons and CJ. 
hmm, who knows? If it works, they perform admirably. Is that a sign, you know, do, we, do, do the front office say, hey, Dame, you've paid your dues, you've given all you can give to this team. I know you want to be a one franchise star, but, you know, go chase that ring somewhere else. Yeah. Or if it doesn't work, do they say, right, CJ, we're trading you. But regardless, one or oh, hell, do they say, let's, let's get it rid of CJ, Dame, Nurk, blow the whole thing up because, you know, the assets they could get back could really set them up for the next decade, like OKC. Yep. Um, and I'd be here for it. If they do that, you know, I think the thing is for them, they've just got to do something, mm. um, you know, whether it's blow it up or, you know, trade a piece here or there. Mm-hmm. Whatever the case is, they've got to do something. Make Likewise, and they're in the luxury tax. So for a team that's probably not making the playoffs, to be in the luxury tax is not a position you want to find yourself no, in. absolutely not. Just quickly rattling through, Anthony Simons as well, been absolutely delighted with. Got him in my fantasy team, you beauty. Mm-hmm. Been very impressive and, you know, showing a lot of poise and maturity for a young guy. Um, the big problem for them is on the road. Oh, they it? Guess what their record is. Um, How many games have they played on the 15. road? 15 games on the road. They're probably... They um, wouldn't have won more than five games yeah, on the road. I'd, I'd agree. Two and 13, they On the road. How's that? There the, there you go. That's um, that is abysmal. Just coming back to the point you said about Nurk, I've, I, I just don't think he's there. Since he's come back from that injury, mm. I just don't think he's up to pace. Um, you know, So I think he's another piece that could be moved. D- for the Portland Trailblazers. Blow it up. Let's get rid of it. Time to move on. And there you go. Yep. Row D for disgusting, disgusting <laughs> disgraceful, disgraceful, disshit. Just disgusting. <laughs> it's absolutely horrendous how badly they've performed this year. I I'm know they've had holiday words. I know right. dickheads. Had, yes, absolutely. Douchebags. War- warranted. Warranted. All yes. these words are warranted at the moment. Um, they were always at risk, though, regardless of if Dame and CJ were playing, of falling back down the standings. Yeah. I think for the last few years, probably since that year that they went to the Western Conference Finals, they've just been hanging on in that playoff race. And I think they that was almost such a bad thing for them, that playoff finals against the Warriors, the mm. fact that they thought, right, this is a team that can actually make it, let's stick with it. Yes, Absolutely. So- so I think they were always at risk, but now particularly given that they've had injuries to their key guys, I think it's about time that I would be extremely disappointed if by the end of this season they haven't made a move on at least one of those two main guys. Yeah, it's time. Because it's overdue. It's probably a few years overdue. And um, they're just in all sorts at the moment, the Portland Trailblazers. If I'm a Portland Trailblazers fan, I'm not, I'm not hopeful for the future at all with the current core squad that they've got at the moment. Absolutely. Let's go, lads. We've got three teams to go. We've crossed over the hour mark, so I hope you guys are enjoying it, sticking with us through this long episode, which we are having a blast doing. The Sacramento Kings, Lee. Megan, I'll go. I First and foremost, I want to say, I, I think it wasn't a bad decision to fire Luke Walton, but again, why do it like partway through the season? And in saying that, why get such a mediocre coach in Alvin Gentry. He's a great offensive coach, but the Kings don't need... They don't. They need defense. They need defense. They do. In terms of players, Darren Fox has almost dropped off in every category of his game this year. Every Um, statistical category he has. Which is a shame. Harrison Barnes, he had a great start to the season. He's dropped off a bit, and I think it's due to the fact that Luke Walton used to center a lot of players around him. Yep. Gentry, not so much. Not so much with Gentry. A 
bright spot though, which I have noticed is Tyrese Halliburton. He's just emerged as that that primary shooting guard and he he's if I'm watching a Kings game, it's for to watch him, to be honest, right now. Coincides with the news today that came out that the, the Kings are receiving quite a bit of trade interest for Fox. Yeah, yeah. So, you mm-hmm. know, who it could be a piece, a, a big piece that kind of just maybe reshapes mm-hmm. their franchise because, you know, they sit 11th at the moment, 17 and 27. Sorry, yeah. Lee, what was your grade? My grade, I better check that. What, I don't have a grade. I, oh. I'd give them probably, I'd give them a D, a D this time around. Like, oh. are they a team... Striving for the playoffs? Are they a young rebuilding team? We don't know. They don't have any direction. I've given them a D as well, largely for the the part you've seen. They've shown flashes, but then they let games go. They're mm. just, you know, they're six and thirteen on the road, yeah. so struggling away from home. Um, you know, Halliburton has been, you know, I'm super high on him, and he's showing, you know, what was it the year last year? My rookie of the year predictions were Killian Hayes and Tyrese Halliburton, and you've and I've gone one, one and out one, of two one out of two ain't bad. Killian Hayes bust. Halliburton very excited by him, and I think he is a star going forward. Um, you know, and the, the thing they're lacking is on court leadership and yes. lo- locker room leadership. The you know their their leader at the moment is Tristan Thompson. Yeah, and that's not uh, you know he caught up with the Kardashians. He right can't now. be your flag bearer. Mm, um, no. Fox scoring an assist down this season, but they're just a perennial underachiever. The fact is, they're not going anywhere. As you said, Lee, what is their direction at the minute? You know, do you you know they're just every year stuck in no man's land. They're always on the edge of the playoffs, never quite making it. Yep. Maybe this year, if the Portland Trailblazers plummet out, Pelicans falter, they could find themselves in that plane. But they're they're just. Not going anywhere. They aren't, are they? So I've given them a D. I've given them a C minus. Um, I the, the worst part of this for me is, and the reason I probably didn't rate them lower, is because prior to this season, this is kind of similar to where I thought that they would end up. And that's a, that's a terrible thing because they've been down in the dumps for... Pretty much as long as I can remember. Like, oh, I can't recall the last time they were good. I can't either. Like, and I'm talking since I've gotten into the NBA. Like, <laughs> when this, were they good? Like, I honestly can't remember the last time that they've actually performed admirably. Um, they're one of these teams who I struggle to see any future hope for. Yep. Um, Darren Fox is a good player. I don't, wouldn't say he's a superstar. He's down. Compared to previous years, which is a very bad sign for the Sacramento Kings. Just looks good when he's going downhill, doesn't he? Yes, absolutely. And De'Aaron Fox is one of these guys who, if they were any hope of, you know, coming out of that dark hole that they were in, he had to keep progressing. He hasn't. The rest of the guys haven't really performed, you know, as highly as they should. And they're sitting at 11th, and I don't think it's going to improve anytime soon. Bro, you are on fire, my man. Continue on with the San Antonio Spurs. Two to go. I've given them a C minus. Um, so maybe just under under thirteenth at the minute, fifteen yeah, and twenty six. Just under par. I thought obviously the fact that losing Demar Derozan and Patty Mills would hurt, and it has to a certain degree. Um, they're sitting similar to where I thought they would. Very impressed with Dejounte Murray this year. Oh. To the fact, to the point where he should be an All Star this year. Yeah. I'm not. I'm. Just based off the fact that I know how the All Star voting is a bit political <laughs> as well. I don't want to put all my cards in the same sort of deck to say that he's yes. definitely going to make it. However, he has performed so well this year for the San Antonio Spurs and led from the front, and he's been the shining light for that franchise. Yeah, I agree. I've given them... So you, sorry... C-. 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 I gave them a C. Um, likewise, been absolutely just 
you know, stoked with what Murray's, like, stepping into that number one role. Yeah. Uh, I think he's been fan- fantastic leading this team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, though, the big the big bright spark's been Jock Landale. Oh, yeah. And the time he's got coming from the NBL, Melbourne United Championship winner, he has looked great in the time he's got, not only from outside, but also rebounding, getting Agreed. inside. He, I think, will be, you know, I really hope the Spurs give him more game time. Um, I was stoked when they signed him. So I think he just needs to keep getting game time and just keep performing because he's got real potential within this lineup. You know, Pirtle, Keldon Johnson, Lonnie Walker, they're kind of, they haven't overshot my expectations. They're where they thought I, like where I thought they would be. Um, But, you know, they're they're just one of these teams. Another team that's hanging around that playing area, 13th, cooled down a little bit in the last week or two, but... um, you know, with Murray on your t- side, you know, there's there's potential for wins there. But here's a quick one for you. Aussie hat on or off, regardless. Do you think Jock Landale has what it takes to be the starting big man on this team? No, I don't think so. I think he serves a good role as a backup big man. But um, <sighs> no, so you don't. I, lo- I like his ability to actually stretch the floor a little bit more. If you've got those explosive guards like Walker... Murray, yep. Keldon Johnson coming through. His ability from outside, which I don't think in the NBA is recognised enough. I don't know if no. they've caught on enough. Yeah. Um, I I think a lot of lineups you could run with him in at starting. Um, I just think he needs a little more exposure, a little more, I guess, ownership given to him. Uh, I I'm going to say out, yes. I don't I'm think say it's yes. out of the picture either. Because I, I like Pirtle, but I like that I think Landale's game's a little more well-versed. Yep. I just don't think they're kind of caught on enough to where he's at. Yep. So C, for me, Lee. And I've given them a C-plus this year. They've slightly exceeded my expectations, especially with DeMar DeRozan leaving. Yep. Did big not... holes to fill, aren't they? DeRozan, Patty Mills. Yeah. Like you you are cutting yeah, out a big chunk of your Patty offense. Like... Yeah. But DeJounte Murray, he is the present and the future of this team right now. Um, he's improved significantly as a scorer and a playmaker and as a leader. Um, I like the second runners in Keldon Johnson. Um, and like, I don't know if it's Jacob or Jakob, but I like Poodles. Jakob. Jakob. Solomon Jay. No, but I, I, I like... Somewhat what I've seen this year, so C+. Our last and final team, deep into the piece now, guys. The Utah Jazz sitting fourth at 28-14. and 14. I've given a B+. Yep. Um, now, they're on a bit of an ordinary run as of late, losing four on the bounce. But, you know, you've got Gobert, who's, you know, for some reason, he's getting borderline MVP talk. He's probably in career-best form. A career-best form. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell has just been an absolute superstar and probably not getting the plaudits he deserves. Yes. Uh, flying under the radar, but just continuing to show out on a nightly basis. Yeah. Don't think the output from their, you know, certain other players like, namely Clarkson has been as significant, yeah. but what Bogdanovich has shown, he's averaging nearly 20 points a game. Yeah. Been fantastic. Uh, sorry, 18 points a game? 18. 20? 18 points a game. He's looked fantastic this year and has been a big, I guess, big reason as to why they're continuing to perform at such a high level. The big issue for me is what is it, though? What are we getting from them in terms of how deep can they go? Yeah. Because we've continually got our hopes up. I recall, was it, I get my years mixed up. Was it last year, the year prior, giving them the number one seed? Yeah. And they let me down, and they just continually let me down in the playoffs. So... Everything they're doing, again, that expression, taking it with a grain of salt at the moment. Yeah. Uh, fourth, so, you know, pretty happy with where they're at. Um, but, you know, how 
actually, you know, relevant is that fourth position. Mm. How deep are they going? I don't know at the moment, mm. um, but very happy w- with what they're getting. I've given them a B plus as well. I think they're an excellent um, regular season team. And that's which, the thing, isn't it? Which they are. But like you said, it comes all back down to um, what they can do in the playoffs, which I hope they can do a bit this year. Um like likewise with you, I'm not impressed with Jordan Clarkson. I think he's putting up eight threes a game and making about two of them. Well, I'm not impressed with him. I am impressed with um, the additions they've got in their front court in terms of bench. So I'm looking at Whiteside. He's been good as a backup center. I'm looking at Eric Pascal and I'm looking at Rudy Gay. I think they've been quite impressive. Yep. Um, and Donovan Mitchell, I don't know what it is, but he definitely has gone under the radar. He's um, been awesome um, this season. Awesome. Um, but B plus from me. Right. Yeah. Look, I've given them a flat B. Um, I think they've had a, another solid season, which many people expected them to have when you always knew that they'd be in and around the mark. Just on Donovan Mitchell quickly. Do we reckon he's gone under the radar even more this season because Rudy Gobert's having so much of an incredible season, probably as we were mentioning, could arguably be his best season so far. Do we think yep. that's the reason? Or do we just think that there's been so many other standout mm. players in the league this year that... Donovan Mitchell's not getting his credit where it's deserved. I think it's almost you can look at it like it's a trident, a couple of like prongs yeah. to it, yeah. just in the fact that partly there's been so many outstanding performances from other players, partly because Rudy Gobert's been phenomenal, and partly because all the other Jazz players, Conley, when he's playing, excellent. Bogdanovich, as I mentioned, putting up 18 points a game. Yep. You know, they're taking almost a little bit of the shine away from Mitchell. Even contributors. To a certain extent. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, um, you know, I, I think Mitchell is one of them players. He and Booker are similar, aren't they? They're mm-hmm. similar players in terms of their output. They're similar players in terms of their positions being on franchises that are certainly on the upwards trajectory and certainly finals contenders, but they at times get overlooked. For sure. For, for Booker with Chris Paul, for Mitchell with, you know, Bogdanovich, Conley, Gobert, things of the kind. They almost get lost in the wash. Mm. Um, but you know, I, I love what, okay. Let, let last question before we wrap up here, guys. 15 yeah, teams in yes or no, I'll just name answer. Okay, Booker or Mitchell, who would you take for your franchise? Um, I'd take um, Donovan Mitchell, right? I would take Donovan Mitchell as well. I think oh, this, that's I, a tough one, it is a tough one. Um, uh, I'm gonna take Donovan Mitchell as well, just more versatile. You know, oh, I love I love Booker's killer instinct. Yeah, but I will take Mitchell. Yeah, and I there think, you go. I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's they're hard to separate. But in, in guys, terms- let us know. I, we, we would love to hear, wouldn't we? Because yeah. we could we can barely pick it. Who would you love to have on your team? Would it be Donovan Mitchell or Devin Booker? There you go. Hit us up. Get on to us via our socials. We're always up and about, ready for a chat. Big thank you to everyone who's spoken to us this week. Plenty of questions. Plenty of uh, engaging topics coming our way. We love tackling them. You know, you guys are what make our show. God damn, we're deep into the PCR. We've loved it. Goodness me. I might contact Guinness World Records. Podcast filmed in the hottest location. <laughs> That's so it hard. is actually <laughs> ridiculous. We're, gonna, we're all going to go <laughs> for a cold this, shower. As soon as this... As soon as this camera turns off, I'm taking my shirt off <laughs> and all my clothes. I was so off. close to going bare-chested before. You're lucky I didn't. But um, Guys, just quickly before we wrap up, a big thank you for sticking with us this deep into the piece. We've had a blast doing it. That culminates the second part of our mid-season grading. Um, 
Just quickly, a shout out, any of our YouTube listeners, if you've stuck with us to this point, we do apologize. I don't know if it's the weather, what's going on, but the uh, the video's been playing tricks and games. Um, you know, so we do apologize to a certain extent for the video, but thank you for sticking with us. Guys, it's been a blast. We have got big stuff on the way. It's going to be a big week. Stay up to date with our socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. And this bit of news that's coming, it's not something that you have to wait weeks for. This is coming next week. So that's that's an episode you want to tune in It's set, guys. It is set. The contract, I have personally signed it myself. The paperwork is done. done. It's been lodged. We are all systems go. We're very, (laughs) very excited about what the future holds as well. Absolutely. Check out our TikTok. We we are viral now, yeah. which is awesome. We love it. Six figures. Uh, six figures. We are God, we're like people, aren't we? Mr. <laughs> Worldwide at the moment. Um, you know, we look forward, we're gonna have a big episode next week. Yes. Stay up to date with everything. Guys, you know, we we're all gonna go have a cold shower together. <sighs> Goodness that could be a fun bonding experience. <laughs> um, but we can't wait to talk to you next week. Till then, love you bye.